0: The 2023 Ontario Tankard and Scotty's is back in Port Elgin next week. We sit down with the event organizers to see what all the excitement is about. It's coming up next on the Smitty and Mitty Show.
1: And now... Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Start your 90%
0: of
2: the time, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Don't
3: worry, nobody's listening anyway. The show that's got everyone saying...
2: You're so dumb. For real
3: with smitty what you just said
2: is one of the most idiotic things i have ever heard everyone in this room is now dumber for having
1: listened to it
4: and midi i've been in this business 15 years what's your name F- you that's my name
1: this is the smitty mini show
0: The Smitty Show back for another week here on the TSMS Radio Network and the Smitty and Mitty Show podcast. Noah Smith, Tyler Middleton back together in studio for the first time here in 2023 for episode 121.
3: You didn't take care of it very well while I was gone. Nope. There's stuff everywhere. It was clearly set up for our interviews when I'm not in studio. It mm-hmm. was still there. There's garbage. There's cat waste.
0: There's a bunch of stuff going on in here. Listen, man, I don't come down here for no longer than I need to be. The basement at but, the i mean you can bring a
3: mop right Just i don't you know if down. we own a mop Well, you bring a paper towel
0: swiffer wet jet maybe sure
3: bring the roomba for all i care let it roam around Ooh, the roomba down here that would be kicked out real quick it would pick up some <laughs> <laughs> it be picking up a lot of pick stuff up some interesting things let's thank our sponsors dave middleton sunlight financial life is brighter under the sun gold line curling the choice of champions weird thing about our sponsors very weird is that both of them are going to be joining us here in the latter half Because also, Gold Line Curling, sponsor of the 2023 Ontario Tankard, happening in Port Elgin, Ontario. As you're listening to this show, it'll be happening, well, if you're in Ottawa, then it's happening right now as you speak. It is underway. And if you are in the other uh, numerous areas we are playing across this beautiful province, then it will be happening on uh, Monday. It will be starting up, so... Make sure you uh, can get down to the rink to Port Elgin and watch some of that amazing curling. Or I believe you can watch it on CurlOn.com as well. At least you could last year. I'm assuming you could this year as well. So that's where you can find that event. You're going to want to make sure you pay attention and watch. But those guests will be joining us here in segment two. And they're going to be talking everything about the tankard. So you know what to expect.
0: Yeah, so we'll get to that and a lot more information on what's going on. Once again, the 23rd to the 29th starts up on the Monday. The championship games will be on the Sunday Sunday the 29th. So if you're listening, still time to get those tickets. And when we get Dave uh, and Doug on, we'll talk about the tickets, the pricing, everything you need to know about that. So if you're interested, stay tuned. That's coming up in about 20 minutes time. But first, let's get in and talk some sports because we're here in studio and it always seems to be a little bit easier to banter back and forth when you don't have a screen separating you.
3: Yeah, you don't have to like feed off each other, I guess. Like it's easier to feed off each other when you're sitting next. When you're We've talked to about it a thousand up. times. Yeah. We don't need to talk about this again. That they've heard our shenanigans. But I think right now the biggest focus in the sports world world will be the NFL. Obviously, wild card weekend happening last weekend. You got the divisional rounds coming up this weekend. So some things that we should talk about. Let's uh, let's wrap up last week before we move on to next week. So wrap up the wild card weekend. And then move
0: into divisional matchups. Who we like because we didn't get a whole lot of time to talk on the show last week about anything more than basically picks, right? Like that's all we got to <laughs> is who we liked in each game. And spoiler alert, we had some upsets. So
3: yeah, I, I think we guessed pretty guess. I, I think we got every game right. I think we were pretty close. You actually. I think I, I might have taken the Chargers and over the Jags, even though the Jags were at home. You liked the Jags. I did like the Jags at and home. To be fair. My Chargers had a twenty seven point lead. <laughs> yes. So they I was had, looking great. Had, had a I was looking great until halftime. I was looking phenomenal until halftime and then went right downhill.
0: And I think we were the other way around for the Bucks and Cowboys game. I think you said the Cowboys and I said the Bucks. And we all know how that panned out as well. Well, the Cowboys I
3: think are just a better team. We'll get to that for we'll get to that. I wanna f- focus. How about Trevor Lawrence throwing four picks in the first half? Four interceptions in the first half of your first playoff game, and you're able to rally back and bring a team to a to a, a victory at home. Yeah, I believe
0: I saw the stat that he was the first quarterback in the history of the game to throw four INTs and a half and win the football game. It's phenomenal, especially for...
3: like it's insane. A, well, we can say he's not a rookie, but, I mean, he had to deal with a, a, a mess last year um, in Jacksonville, where he was basically the grown-up in the room. He had to be the coach when his coach couldn't do it last year, and now a new coach comes in, allows him to just be himself, to improve, to be that rookie, and this is almost like his rookie season, and he started off pretty slow and made huge steps towards the end, and now looks like the Trevor Lawrence we all expected, who was supposed to be a franchise quarterback. I mean, he he took down Justin Herbert, who the media just loves and drools over. This big arm can move, but instead, he was just taken down. Yeah, and listen, they they got off to a poor start. No, no shocker
0: in the first half. But being able to turn it around, and uh, I saw an interesting thread on Twitter about people saying about halftime, um, you know, going in there and switching up the game plan. No team has time to change up a plan that they've been working on for a week at halftime. They just started figuring it out on the field. Things actually started to work. Uh, catches, they were, you know, that much closer, the throws, on the money, and it's that simple adjustment, if you will, for Lawrence, that changed everything in the second half, and they go on to win 31-30, to the
3: final score, and it'll set up a big matchup for them next weekend, or this weekend as we're speaking. An interesting thing that Doug Peterson said is that, you know, it was as easy as let's go score, get a stop, score, and we're right back in it. And sometimes you have to look at football as in you're not down by 27, right? You don't have to do 27 things to get back into that football game. You have to do four things you got to focus on what scores you need to get back into that game. 27 looks like a daunting number, but really when you look at it, you're down 4 nothing, right? You're heading into the second half, and they were able to mount a comeback, and that is why, to me, you don't go into those prevent defenses, to that prevent offense where you're just not trying to turn the ball over, you're not trying to give up the big plays. Instead, you give up the little plays. Still, you scored 27 points in the first half. A team can score 27 points in the second half, clearly. And the, the, the Chargers did not do a good enough job, I don't think, uh obviously at taking care at at, at holding that lead and then they go ahead and they fire their offensive coordinator the next what did the offensive coordinator do like uh, uh, they couldn't stop the ball they scored 27 points in the first half they had a huge lead and you couldn't make a stop in the second half seems like a sacrificial lamb being cut from that team so that the coach could could hold on to his job maybe for one more year but they win the game right at the end of the day they win the game
0: uh do you want to talk about the second closest game of the weekend sure that would be the Buffalo Bills narrowly escaping. I don't in have a wild card matchup. It, listen, I, I didn't watch the first quarter because I got in late in the afternoon to watch the game, but it didn't seem like as bad of a game as maybe it was on paper. Well, right? I mean, like, Skylar I, I, Thompson
3: was the quarterback for
0: <laughs> Was there ever a point that you
3: were, like, actually that worried? Maybe halfway through the game? I I surprisingly don't have much to say about this game because it seemed like a team that knew they were significantly better than the other team, and were just never really panicked. There's some things that scare me a bit. Josh Allen seemed he just he can't hold on to the ball right now, and I don't get it. And when you go playing teams like I don't know the Cincinnati Bengals coming up this weekend, you can't turn that ball over. They're gonna score on you. Buffalo seems to be that team,
0: and there's always one in every sport a immensely talented team that plays down or plays up, plays to the level of their competition. And I think that's what we saw. Right? You had a team that I don't want to say they were underprepared, but they went into that weekend knowing that they were the team everybody expected to win and it kind of showed on the field. So I expect them to play a little bit of a cleaner game this upcoming weekend against Cincinnati and I expect them to play, you know, much better, play up
3: to the caliber with the caliber of Cincinnati and a little bit above. Do you think that the game this weekend what do you think the atmosphere is going to be like around because obviously the the, the whole damar Hamlin situation happened and thankfully he has seems to be coming through and making huge strides. It was even tweeting during the football game. do you think that that effect, that emotional effect could be a positive or negative on the bills?
0: I think it'll be a positive because of the... Or it doesn't matter because they're not in Cincinnati, they're in Buffalo. And and here's where I was getting with that. I don't think it's going to be anything more than positive um, for the Bills, considering the progress that Hamlin has made. Um, He's going to make it. He is going to be A-OK. Whether or not he's back to play football anytime soon, who knows. But he is good, and he is cheering on his teammates, and I think that is good for the Bills. Um, If this game was in Cincinnati if the seedings were reversed and Buffalo had to make a trip to Cincinnati this week, I think that changes everyone's mindset. Bengals, Bills, people in the seats, that changes things. The fact that it's in Buffalo helps a little bit. I don't expect it to be a big storyline. Maybe if the media plays it up that way, maybe if Tamar shows up to the field, but I don't expect it to be that big of a storyline.
3: You know what's interesting is that when... The league went through all of the changes, knowing that they weren't going to have that game you know, be played. They decided to go to a neutral site for a possible Bills-Chiefs championship game, right? AFC championship game. But the thing for the Cincinnati Bengals is if they would have won that football game, which they easily could have, they're yep. a very, very, very good football team, and uh, like I look at the line this week and I think it's right now three and a half for the Bills. And I could think it could be tighter. I th- I th- actually I think it's up to five. I think it was up to five today. And I think I would take Cincinnati on the on the spread there. Do I think they're gonna win? No. Do I think they're gonna get, lose by more than five? No. Uh, yeah. It's no. gonna be a close game. It's gonna be it's gonna be a kick to win that football game. So I just think that the Bagels maybe got a little pooched here when they could have won that football game and this would be in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. It it that easy of a, of a switch. So I, it, why did the league just kind of surrender to the fact that this game is going to be in Buffalo and not make them flip a coin for both or send this to a neutral site as well.
0: It, they got put in such a tough situation. I don't know if there is any way that you work it, that everybody is pleased. Right. So at that point, do you like, obviously best case scenario is you were playing that game, but that wasn't going to work out. There was no place in the schedule this late in the year to play that football game. You're not going to push everything back a week. The National Football League wouldn't do that. So now you're put into a situation where they're going to end up playing this game, if it happens, between the Chiefs and the Bills in Atlanta. And I don't think the Chiefs are really going to sit there and complain. I think they know what's going on. Would have been nice to play that game at home for the Bengals? Yeah, it would have. But at the end of the day, everyone else had their chances throughout the year to also win games. And it came down to that one, and that game got canceled through no fault of anybody on the field.
3: So, the Cowboys-Bucks. Monday-Nighter. I have a couple things that I want to ask you about this. One, from your Nebraska Cornhuskers, Brett Meyer, Maher, 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 <laughs> misses four point-afters. Four point after Dak to the not point happy. to the point where Dak is he was yelling not to go for two screaming Did you, see this? you saw the sideline footage yeah. of him oh my god he was he, he was, was livid, man. furious here's my question though is if they go to San Francisco and and all of a sudden Dak throws a pick can can Brett Maher like get up and start screaming and tell him that they should run the ball or something maybe or is it just because it's Dak Prescott I don't know I think it's
0: just because it's Dak and he's the quarterback the interesting thing is going to be what, what kicker can't get that
3: animated, can they? When they score they, their first touchdown, right? Do they kick? Do they go for two? Do they give him a chance to kick? They have to give him a chance to kick to start, right? I think you have to, but it's got to be a one-kick thing if you miss that because he's missed five in a row going back to last game, which is a record. So, do you let him kick the first one? And if it's wide, you just let him sit down. You still need him to kick like field goals right like he's still he got nobody else on the roster He still got to be there but you just take the point afters out of his hands i guess you could try
0: right play it by ear maybe see how he's feeling it could just be a little uh, we we in baseball you know when the catcher's got the yips trying to throw it back it could be something like that right and there's no way to work out of that except for kicking the ball and uh, maybe uh, it, rough, maybe the playoffs are the bad yeah, time to real be doing rough that time to just be <laughs> kicking real, the ball real rough time to be going oh for your last five but i don't know I, I think you give him one you have to give him the first one of
3: the game and then right? you let Dak kick see if he can do better <laughs> yeah Dak. you want the extra <laughs> point you can have it he might who knows so tom brady that, to sit here and for us to even think that the bucks had a chance in that game like they were really bad they yeah, were terrible they didn't play year. a good football game the, the, the whole year they were just their their offense could not get going they could not run the football tom brady looks like a shell of himself he was always a short pass kind of guy but it looked like when he was even trying to throw the ball away, he couldn't get it out of the end zone in that on that interception in the red zone, even though the, there was a miscommunication. But that's what it looked like. Well, the, the, this is what happens when you have Does Tom a... Brady come back? Did you hear the press conference? Did you hear the way he ended the press conference? Yes, exactly. Uh, he's not coming back to conversa- Tampa. He's not coming back to Tampa Bay, and I think we had this conversation last week. We can completely we? rule that out, though, right? Like he's he is already packing his stuff from his Tampa house. But at this point, like why
0: why if you were just gonna come back for one year? He wants one more ship. He wants another championship. So he's back then, right? But he's he's not gotta gonna be do going it in somewhere. Tampa. He's not gonna, he's gonna do it in going Tampa. Somewhere.
3: He's not gonna win in Tampa. Where could he go? Miami? That's where his kids are. That's where he wanted to play originally. The originally they had offer him an ownership stake to come play in Miami. And it's right down the road. That's an interesting place. Las Vegas he's single <laughs> yeah. you think you wouldn't mind living in vegas casino, for a little bit yeah. i wouldn't mind living in vegas for a year if i was single tom brady can you imagine can you imagine what he could do what how he could tear up that town there wouldn't be one place that he couldn't get into probably not a brady. place that he can't get into now though that's To a be fair point. that's a good point and he's tom brady after that's all there's a lot more places to get into in vegas a lot more that's trouble true. to get into
0: that's i would argue saying. there's the same amount of places to get into in. in where in miami
3: have you been to Miami? Yes. Have ha- you? Have you been to Miami? Have you been to Miami? Yes, I've been to Miami. I've been through Miami. There's like a city center, and then there's like the water, which is great, and then there's the rest of Miami. I'll ask my girlfriend Brittany. She went to school there.
0: She knows all about Miami. It would and be if a she place. if she had fun in Miami, then anyone can have fun. You know in where Miami. I wish I went to school is Florida Gulf Coast. Florida Gulf Coast Community College in Panama City Beach.
3: Florida Gulf Coast University.
0: Oh, okay. There's a community college in Panama City.
3: It's I used to, the, the I used to camp, watch baseball games there. The campus is legitimately on the beach. Nice. I wish uh, I went there. Yeah, Although we don't, I, we don't I have don't, beach bodies. No, I don't so
0: that's <laughs> the right guys to be going to a beach campus. Uh, let's round out with the winners of the wild card what about games. Aaron Rodgers? Man, we can talk about Aaron Rodgers. What Rogers. about Aaron Rodgers? Quickly, did, he, did you see his comments about how he thinks he can win another MVP? Is what? that what you're still out here playing for? MVPs? a personal award my friend personal you know what's an
3: interesting question i is he a hall of famer probably they'll probably put him in Uh, he's one of the most talented if not the most talented quarterback to ever do it but he's so weird and he's only got one championship and then he forced his coach out
0: i just think that he's he's made up a big enough name for himself that he's got to get into the hall would you
3: do ayahuasca what ayahuasca you What's didn't I- hear the story about aaron Rodgers and no ayahuasca? i didn't that was the whole thing about the off season he didn't go to any of the training camps because he was busy i think he was down in like peru what? or somewhere with a shaman doing ayahuasca i didn't even hear this now we're gonna have to watch the clips it, he was talking about how he went through a, a spiritual a spiritual um endeavor while on ayahuasca and he now feels at peace with how his life is going and where his life's gonna end and that he can just focus on football once again, and they didn't make the playoffs. What a weirdo! That's what I'm saying. I
4: would what still. What a I, weirdo!
3: I mean, I would still try it. I don't think you would. You got to be with us you in the right I don't place. Think you would. I'm not doing it in a basement, <laughs> but like with a shaman. Somewhere. We'll do it right here. Yeah, I don't think so. Get someone down here. This is the not the place you want this to do a- it.
0: Smitty and Show, we're going to go ahead and take the break. Uh, come back on the other side. Doug Flowers and Dave Middleton will join us from Port Elgin, Ontario, to talk about the 2023 Ontario Tankard and Scotties coming to the Plex next week. All that, all the information you need to know is coming up after the break here on the Smitty and Mitty
1: Show on the TSMS Radio Network. Finances change as life changes, like when you get married or start a new job or welcome a new member to your family. Each one of them comes with their own unique financial challenge. And I'm here to help you make sense of them and keep you on the path to your financial goals. I'm Dave Middleton, your Sun Life advisor. Send me an email to dave.middleton at sunlife.com. I'm here to help navigate life's changes
4: gold line is proud to be a sponsor of the port elgin chrysler 2023 ontario tankard and scotties presented by bruce power coming to soggy shores january 23rd to the 29th when you're ready to curl like a pro shop gold line the choice of champions
1: now back to the
3: smitty and minnie show
0: Welcome back to the Smitty and Midi show for another week. We have uh, the pleasure of two guests joining us this week, Mr. Middleton. Uh, one of them, you know, very, very well is Dave Middleton will join us. Doug Flowers also hopping on the show to talk about the biggest event coming to Port Algon next week. Dave, we'll start with you. How are you doing? Thanks for joining us.
1: Oh, fantastic. Uh, thanks very much for having us on the show today, guys. Uh well, we're getting excited. We're a week away from uh, the second year in a row for uh, a pretty major curling event in our community, and uh, everybody is uh, is anticipating another great week. And one of the saddest things I've ever said on this Mitty Mini Show
3: is that Dave Middleton's back for his third time, I think. Which is <laughs> so we are way more grateful to have Mister Doug Flowers join us as well. Uh, Doug, thanks for chopping on. How's everything going? You getting a little excited as well for the tanker?
2: Uh, yeah, I, we really are. I, um, we had a big executive meeting last night. You can tell the people there were were really excited about what's going on, um, and I guess more importantly, they were feeling really confident that we were we were well organized. And I had another event at the library yesterday, and they were none of them was curlers, but they all knew about the event, and they were all excited as well. So it's not only the, the uh, organizing committee; it's the uh, local community as well that seems to be excited.
3: So. Just for the people who are sitting at home and and don't even though we mention it every radio show when we start one of our sponsors, so we do mention it and talk about it every single week but for the TV guests uh, who don't get to hear about it maybe people who haven't know can can uh, I don't even care who does it but can somebody run down what the week is going to bring for uh, for curlers in the area. Go
4: ahead Dave.
1: Well. uh, It's going to be an amazing event, the 2023 Port Elgin Chrysler Tankard and Scotties presented by Bruce Power. So last year we were fortunate enough here in Saugeen Shores to host the top men's teams in Southern Ontario competing for a chance to represent Southern Ontario at the Briar. Uh, This year's winner in Port Elgin will uh, also represent Southern Ontario at the Briar this year in London. So not a big trip, but uh, certainly an exciting trip to be in a building that big to have nine to 10,000 people at a draw watching curling would be pretty fantastic for them. And we're also extremely fortunate to have the Ladies' Championship this year. So the Scotty style of things, uh, the top 12 ladies teams in the province of Ontario, including, I'm going to say, that probably the top two, uh, as far as favourites are concerned, being, of course, Rachel Holman and Tracy Fleury and that team, and Holly Duncan, who is also one of the uh, uh, very popular and very successful teams in the province of Ontario, along with 10 other teams, and and as Doug and I know, curling is Probably one of the most unpredictable sports on the face of the earth. So uh, just because you've had success in the past certainly doesn't mean you'll have it again. And that's why we're going to have a full week of competition.
0: Now, obviously, uh, like we touched on here, we were at the tankard last year. It was a fantastic event that you guys put on and Doug, I'll go to you on this one. What does it mean to now have the women's event playing in tandem with the tankard this year? It is that much more curling that the local fans can take in. And there's that much more excitement I would imagine.
2: Yeah, there's a couple of factors that make it uh, much different than last year. Uh, the, the first one, as you mentioned, is the fact that we have the ladies involved too, a 24 teams as opposed to 12 teams. And that implies that on our five sheets of ice, uh, we have three draws a day as opposed to two uh, last year. Um, and, and because we don't have COVID influencing us this year, uh, um, we can follow through with a lot of the um, other event planning that we had uh, made, done last year and had stopped at the last minute. Um, and from the, the evenings starting at 8.30 from Wednesday through Saturday, we have what we call Accra Curl. And that is a we have live live bands, live music in the, um, the house, as we call it, which is the Rotary Hall otherwise. Um, so we we're able, because of um, the absence of COVID, to have a much more socially uh, uh, fun event as well.
3: And if uh, if you haven't been to a curling event before, you do have a pretty good opportunity to meet some of those curlers at some of that after curling as well. They do tend to stick around and maybe go have a drink or two. I think one of the guests that's been on our show a couple of times. I think he enjoys a drink or two, and he <laughs> might he might be up in the in there uh, as well. Dave, what else is happening in the week besides the curling? that people can, you know, get down to the rink and get involved
1: in? Uh, Well, so we have, of course, uh, lots of vendors and sponsors who are going to have setups in the uh, lobby before you actually get into the facility. So Gold Line Curling will be in there. There'll be a number of different groups. Uh, Bruce County will be in there. So if you're planning ahead for your summer vacation, you want to find out what Bruce County has to offer, great opportunity to do that. Uh, Of course, 50 50 draw going every single draw. So, a chance to win some cash. New this year, we've got uh, a silent auction table that'll run for the entire week. Uh, We have 20 plus huge gifts on that silent auction table. Um, So, you'll be able to, while you're at the event, stop up on the concourse, check that out, bid on some items. Uh, One other big event that we've added to it this year is our Special Olympics curling. So, on Saturday, uh, in between draws, it'll be the Ontario final for Special Olympics. Now, this is an event that is not ticketed. It is completely free of charge. So if there's somebody that hasn't had a chance to see any curling this week and you just want to come and support Special Olympics, you can do that. I believe we're on 1230, I think it is, on Saturday. Um, for It takes about an hour to an hour and a half to play that game to, to crown uh, the Ontario championship. And we're also fortunate enough to have four sponsors who put up some major prizes. The only way you can win one of those four prizes is if you attend the Special Olympics game. You'll get a ballot, that ballot will enter you for the draw for all of those prizes. We just got Holiday Inn, uh, actually jumped on board for a accommodation at the Holiday Inn, which they are expanding in uh, Port Elgin. So, I mean, those are just some of the extra events. And of course, uh, the restaurants will welcome you into town, and there's just uh, there's something to do everywhere you turn in town for the week. <laughs> I love it when no one just stares at me. All right, you might have to cut this part there,
3: big guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, is he gonna go? No, okay. <sighs> Regroup. And three, two, one, and action. So, Doug, can you uh, can you run me through a couple of the teams that you maybe see favorites or teams that some of the regular curling fans might recognize that are going to be located in Port Elgin for the next week?
2: Uh, yeah, on, on the men's side, I think um, everybody um, knows Glenn Howard. And so Glenn will be there. Glenn is, is a perennial um, participant in this and, and a frequent winner of this particular event. Um, uh, John Epping um, has been event a number of times. He's won it a few times. He's again played in the Briar. Um, Mike McEwen, who traditionally has played out of um, Winnipeg uh, and Manitoba, the province of Manitoba, um, when teams all reconfigurated this year, um, he ended up uh, skipping a team out of Ontario. So Mike is also a very high profile curler and he's going to be there as well. Um, On the ladies' side, uh, of course, everybody knows um, Rachel Holman. Um, Rachel's team has been extraordinarily successful on the national stage and also the world stage Um, but uh, as Dave was saying there's an awful lot of sort of um, unknown and unheralded younger teams at this event too and um, a lot of them are hungry and very very talented so um, the odds are on would probably be for those people I've mentioned but at the same time um, there's a number of young teams that could really um, flourish during this event
0: Now, a lot of those teams that we did see last year, you mentioned the Epping-Howard match that we saw in the finals of the Tankard. But there's also some names on that men's side that we saw last year. Some of those guys got to be out for vengeance a little bit. More improved, another year older. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how some of these teams come back. I believe, and Dave, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there was four teams from last year's Tankard, also in this year's?
1: Yeah, there might, there might even be a couple more than that. Uh, uh, on top of the ones that we talked about, of course, Mike McEwen, not here last year because he was playing out of Winnipeg, but uh, Pat Ferris, who played last year, also a perennial favourite at Super Spiel, which is held in Port Elgin every fall. Uh, Pat's back with his team. Jason Cam back with his team. Um, a team that we saw in a little bit of a different configuration last year. Uh, Landon Rooney, Team Rooney out of the Whitby Curling Club. Um, They were here last year as juniors. They're still juniors. It's just been a change in personnel on the team. Uh, That team is actually already won the Canadian Junior Men's Championship, and they're going to be representing Canada at the World Juniors, which I believe is going on in Germany, I think in April. Uh, So uh, there's another team that Uh, everybody's going to keep their eye on. I think they surprised a lot of the big teams last year on the men's side of things. On the ladies' side, we did a trip to uh, Midland to watch the open qualifier and uh, some great teams have come out of that. Uh, Susan Froud, who I think has been at one other event. uh, She was super emotional when she qualified. They were, uh, they were partying it up. If they don't win a game, at the Scotties I don't think they're going to much care they're they're they are are just so happy to be able to be a part of that event now that i say that she's going to come out with guns of blazing and last year in between draws we actually had a junior team that joined us from northern ontario that were looking to practice in a, in an arena facility, the ice is very, very different. The environment is very different and they were heading towards playing a number of large junior competitions. And that is team Latisseur is Isabel Latisseur actually from Sudbury, but now they've kind of transplanted to Southern Ontario. And I would say that is a pretty good team to keep an eye on. And then we've already talked about Glenn Howard. So you've got Glenn and Scott on that team, Carly Howard, Daughter of Glenn Howard couldn't be outdone. She is skipping a team that has qualified as well, um, and uh, and 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 a lot of people are talking about her. So I don't think anybody is going into, especially the women's side, and thinking somebody's going to run away with it. Um, you come up with a loss early, and I know Rachel is playing two very good teams to start this competition. Uh, if Rachel Homan was to split those one on one. the the gates fly open and everybody has a chance to go somewhere. So uh, this is going to be a long, long week of competition and tough competition for every single team that's at it. I'm
3: going to veer off for two seconds from the Taker and Scotties, because I want to talk about quickly something that just happened in Port Elgin. It's happening in London. I think as we speak here, as we're doing this interview, uh, a bunch of Scottish teams and players make their way over to Canada every five years. And then five years go by and a bunch of Canadians go over to Scotland is what I hear. And, and just how well, what is that about? How much drinking happens there? Cause I know, I know at least Dave took part of it and I'm assuming Doug was around the, uh, the rink as well. Uh, it,
2: it, well, actually what it is, is um, every five years, uh, about um, about 60 curlers go on exchange this year. Uh, there are three groups, um, one in central, one's east, and one's west. So we were hosting um, the central tour. Um, they uh, play, I think, in about 20 different clubs over the course of about three weeks. And they end up in Montreal. Um, yes, there is a, a little bit of drinking done. Um, <laughs> um, <and> in fact, <laughs> mid-game, they uh, stack the brooms and, and they uh, enjoy a little dram of scotch. And then, of course, that supplemented post-game as well. Um, but when they left yesterday, they were, I guess they're probably uh, trained in such things. They were, they were, they were uh, very stable when they left yesterday.
3: I would never have what guessed that a bunch
2: of that, um, But what happens is that they keep score through the whole time that they're here. It's tallied and the winner is declared when they have their final banquet in Montreal. Um, we uh, did Canada Proud yesterday. And that there was four games, and our four Kordelgan teams won each of those games.
3: I, I never would have guessed that a bunch of Ontar- Ontarians and uh, and Scottish people, I guess, Scot- they would drink. Awesome. I never would have guessed that. I never would have guessed they would have been into the bar a little bit. I think that's maybe why the Ontario teams won. It's because they've been drinking from about last week when they showed <laughs> up. That's <laughs> probably what happened. Um, okay, so with the tanker. And the Scotty's happening tickets. Do we have any tickets left? Can people still get in? Where can
1: they find them, Dave? We're at about 75% sold capacity for the building. We can put about 1,000 rough numbers, a 1,000 people per draw in. So there are still some tickets available. Uh, you can currently buy a full event package. So that'll get you a seat for every single draw, including semifinals and finals. Uh, they are 149, and then if you're going to, if you say, well, you know, I can't be there for the weekdays, but I'd like to go to the weekend, see the semifinals and the finals, there is a weekend package available as well that gets you all of that curling, and that is $80, and they're all available on on the web. You can just drop by the Port Elgin Curling Club website, uh, www.portelgincurlingclub.com, Right on the front page, there's a big red button that says Tickets. Just click on it. Uh, one of the big things, and I know Doug was a good driving factor behind this. We did it last year. We're doing it again this year. Local curling clubs have a chance to raise some money as well. So when you're on there buying your curling ticket and you're from Biggon Sound and you want to credit it to the Blue Water Curling Club, when you're on there, you can do that. And the Blue Water Curling Club will get a portion of that ticket sale as a fundraiser for their club Uh, we are currently over ten thousand dollars raised just this year for the local curling clubs with a lot more to come and uh, there have been people talking about single game or daily tickets and things like that they won't go on sale until the week of the event Um, but it looks like there might be some available and especially for the morning and kind of midday draws uh evenings will fill up of course a whole lot faster but um, you'll be able to hopefully stop by the arena and uh, pick up a single game ticket, uh, providing they are available and will, of course, uh, be advertising that as to whether they are or not. But another thing to note, with the weekday packet or the uh, full event package and the weekend package, they don't come with your name on them. So if you wanted to split it with your neighbor because you can only go to part of the games, you just split that ticket. They can actually go to half. You can go to half. And uh, so you can split that up.
3: I've never heard somebody organizing an event give the Patreons an idea of how to cheat them out of money. I've never heard that before, <laughs> but I appreciate your honesty. Uh, Doug, that was interesting. Where did that idea come from to raise money from for, for local curling clubs that probably need it after the last couple of years of not having too much curling?
2: No, it's, I think it's a fairly uh, simple idea in that um, the if you take a look at uh, where your best potential markets are and uh, the best potential market for an event like this is all of the curlers within commuting distance of, of our, our club. And um, if, if we could just offer a bit of an incentive, then we might be able to um, get that market to help us fill up our arena. And at this point in time, um, as Dave said, there's about $10,000, $11,000 been raised there, the club program. Um, they currently have represented about um 35 to 40 percent of the tickets sold so they, they are a uh, a very active marketplace that we've tapped
0: and we have 24 teams coming to port algon as we mentioned next week uh january the 23rd to the 29th as dave mentioned tickets still available and uh from what we've heard so far gentlemen it sounds like if you wait till the last day you might not get a chance to get in the doors
1: well, I mean, you might be able to get a ticket, but I don't know if you can get a room. I've heard that the that the uh, hotels around uh, around our community are filling up pretty quick. So uh, like we said, you know what? The easiest place to get information other than the Smitty Mitty show is uh, just pop on the website, com. We'll keep you completely up to date uh, there as to whether there are single game tickets available or not.
3: And I think I've heard some rumors and some stirring that, Maybe two pretty awesome sports show hosts might be making an appearance somewhere on the weekend. I think they were there last year and threw some shirts out, so maybe there's some extra stuff lying around. <laughs> and maybe there'll be a media pass waiting for them. I don't one, know.
0: One of them had a noticeably better arm than the other one. I just want to throw that out there. Don't
3: but
2: she will be sold
3: out now.
1: Exactly. I think I think Glenn Howard was looking forward to you guys being there again this year.
3: <laughs> he is the only guest of the Smitty Mini show that has gotten merchandise from us. We went through the process of ordering a shirt, getting the right color, asking for a color, asking the size, and shipped it off to him. So if he's not wearing it this weekend or didn't bring it, we're going to have a fight. And if we get to talk to Glenn before <laughs> next weekend, that's going to be mentioned. Because like, uh, what else is he going to wear? That's the only time you
1: have to wear it, Glenn. Come on. What a perfect guest. Maybe you should try to get Glenn and Scott and Carly on your show. This is, uh, oh. well, there's no more shows before the event. So what are we going to do? After? <laughs> yeah, we'll have to do it
3: after, I guess. All right. Dave All right. Middleton, Doug Flowers. We appreciate you guys joining us this week on the Smitty and Middy show to talk about the Tankert and Scotty's happening in Port Elgin, Ontario next week. Make sure you head down and check that event. It's going to be a whole lot of fun and we can't wait to see you guys there.
4: All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks, Noah. Goldline is proud to be a sponsor of the Port Elgin Chrysler 2023 Ontario Tankard and Scotties, presented by Bruce Power. Coming to Soggy Shores January 23rd to the 29th. When you're ready to curl like a pro, shop Goldline, the choice of champions.
1: Finances change as life changes, like when you get married, or start a new job, or welcome a new member to your family. Each one of them comes with their own unique financial challenge, and I'm here to help you make sense of them and keep you on the path to your financial goals. I'm Dave Middleton, your Sun Life Advisor. Send me an email to dave.middleton at sunlife.com. I'm here to help navigate life's changes. This is the Smitty and Mitty Show. Welcome back to the
0: Smitty and Mitty Show. Back for another segment here on the TSMS Radio Network and the Smitty and Mitty Show podcast. Thank you to Dave Middleton, or as Tyler calls him, Dada, and Doug Flowers for hopping on the show, talking a little bit about the Tankard and Scotty's making their way to Port Algon next week, like quite literally the week coming up. You heard all the information there about where you can get your tickets, where you need to go, and who you can see. We've got some exciting curlers coming to the Plex next week. And maybe coming up next week, actually, we have a recorded podcast with a couple of the curlers that are going to be there. One of the uh, more famous families, at least in our eyes. Surprise, surprise,
3: surprise, surprise, Glenn. He is the only guest that I feel comfortable just calling him, Glenn. I think so. And it's weird because we really haven't talked to
0: him that much. We met him once. Met him once in person, but we've had him on the show at least once, if not
3: twice. He's just... Su- twice. He's such a personal guy. Seems to be. Right? Like, it's it's he makes you feel like you are a friend, no matter if you've just met him or not. I think so. And I think that's the magic of curling and why people should get down to the plex, is because, look, these guys have jobs, right? Like, Glenn worked for the beer store for years. Yeah. These guys have to have regular people jobs. That pay their regular people bills, even though we see them at the Olympics, we see them on TV. They are Glenn is the best curler, I would argue, to ever do it, but yet he just has to go work a job. So he's very grounded. They have to be. You can meet them on the street. You can't. They can't be above you. They can't uh, carry themselves. You try meeting Mitch Marner somewhere and just going over and talking to him. Yeah, it's probably not going to work out. Security would get in your way first of all. Now find Glenn Howard. And then try and see if there's any security within a mile of him. Yeah. Unless he is at some kind of sporting event
0: there where there's is, already security. If there is, it's a huge coincidence.
3: Yes. Like or someone us. is... There's security strolling through the beer store. Or We just happen to be there. We happen to be right like next to where Big stands. That
0: person who stands at
3: the front door of the beer store. That's Glenn's security. That's why I think you should go down to the plex. Because after... As we heard there in that interview, after the... um, After the games, right? The, after each draw there we go that's what i was looking for the draws they go upstairs and they will be up there they might not have a a, an alcoholic beverage with you if they do have to play again but they'll sit down and talk they will have a regular conversation most of them will be there there's some that you're not going to see but i can guarantee you that glenn will be around the rink and he will stop and talk to every single person that wants to talk to him yeah if he has time, he was a hot commodity to get to last year. But that's like why they, he's a, he's a hot commodity because he spends because towards, the people he almost needs about. like a manager to walk around with him and just tap him on the shoulder like oh we're done move on oh, <laughs> we got to go conversation Glenn done. the draw starts soon yep just right. he has to time each conversation to two minutes and then he gets a tap after the
0: two minutes you know all my favorite memory from last year was is Glenn was an alternate for Team Howard Scott was the skip last year and so Glenn didn't play all weekend but in the final draw. They needed some help, so they called Glenn out, and it was the biggest applause, the biggest roar from the crowd, I think, all weekend. Literally just the walk from one end to the other. Glenn walked from one end down to the far end.
3: And they have to. When the coaches walk out for for timeouts, they have to take their jacket off, right? I don't know why. It's just a rule. You have to take your jacket off, or at least you have to take your jacket off if it's not a team jacket, right? So he took his jacket off, and as soon as that jacket came off, the building erupted. It was so loud. Louder than the final shot that ended up winning Ontario.
0: It was insane. And you'll get to experience some of that if you make your way down to the Plex uh, in Port Elgin next week. More details on the Port Elgin Curling Club website. Let's talk quickly here. We got uh, probably about five, six, seven minutes-ish here.
3: Before I move us on, yes. because I I will move us on. I don't know what I want to... T- I have some interesting stories I want to
0: talk okay, about. Okay, well, today. I want to talk about some stuff, oh, too. Oh, sorry. But- well, give me, no, give me one second. Yep, I
3: just want ahead. to say, if you're in the London area, you know, stmarysradio.com, or if, if you do happen to have listened or watched on the, the London TV... Obviously not to this, but you know what I'm saying? The Briar is also here. Yes. The Canadian Championship is in London in March. So make sure you head out and get tickets because that will be a whole lot of fun as well. You and 9,000 other people can cheer on some of Canada's best men's curlers. So yeah, make sure you do that as There's well. There's
0: going to be like 8,998 people plus me and
3: Mitty well, we for can, at least one of the We drops. take up a couple seats too, though.
0: Yeah. I'm going to have to buy three seats to
3: get some leg room. So. Well, I need one for me, one for the popcorn, one for the nachos. Yeah. two for the empty beer cans we're heading to owen sound actually like as this is playing on the sunday will it be in owen sound uh my dad got a, a one of the one of the sweets for um my daughter's birthday she loves cubby so we're gonna go see cubby and i am most excited for the food i think poutine there is phenomenal some of the best poutine. Popcorn, delicious. Nacho's great. I don't know how I'm gonna pick. Like, should I just go all three? What is what's the move here? Do I get all three? Because I'm I it was one thing when I was there every single week, but I'm there like once a year now. So you gotta start it off with the popcorn, unless you haven't ate yet. And, well it's gonna be and, two o'clock. We're gonna be just after like a lunch. I'm time. assuming I'm
0: assuming you're going for food kind of before like after. But lunch here's the thing. Time. I don't
3: think I'm gonna if because usually my parents like to go to like Wendy's before they head to the rink. I just don't think I'm going to get anything. Okay, fair. I think I'm going to leave it empty. I'm going to leave myself on
0: empty. If that's the case, then I would start with something a little bit more foodie. The putin, Like a putin or the pizza? and Pizza is just pizza, pizza. I like the putin. Okay, the put-in's okay so start with that. Uh, popcorn is a good snack, so if you're in between... How many people do you think um, just
3: screamed because I said putin? I don't know. Okay, three. Definitely got some people angry, for sure. Okay, sure, 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 sure. Anyways, popcorn. Okay. So, kind of Eat like a palate cleanser, if you will.
0: Yeah. I like the popcorn because it's kind of light.
3: And then just right? end yeah, yeah. with the nachos? End with the nachos,
0: assuming, and I haven't been to the Bay Shore in a little while, assuming that their nachos are still going to be good, like in the second, third period. Right. A lot of people, a lot of places are better nachos early on because it's fresher.
3: What well, do you think they like pre cheese the nachos? What?
0: No, but the cheese gets, like the cheese gets. It's in one of those hot containers. They gotta they gotta squeeze it. Right I don't out. know if it's like plugged in or if they like temporary hot containers. I don't so know. So you're man. saying get there early for the for the nachos. So maybe let's start with the nachos. Let's change our game plan here. Start with the nachos. Popcorn. Poutine at the end.
3: So that's assuming that they're gonna be making popcorn throughout the day. Because what if it's popcorn made pre? They just bag it and put it ready to go, right? Well, you think they're gonna run out of popcorn? Well, I'm just saying it's gonna be like more stale by the third period.
0: Well, here's an idea: get popcorn before, then have your nachos. So what? I, some so what? I, so what? I
3: need to do is I need to get nachos, popcorn, and put in all at the same time. I think you just get them all and you just eat. And one beer and I just sit there. I say and go, you're not gonna you're not gonna have any issues getting through it. No, that's I've seen you eat. Yeah. And if you've seen my daughter eat too, she'll sit there and just pluck away. Right, well. you might not, you might not even get any of it.
0: You're up in the suite. I think I'm just going to do
3: it all. You're up in the suite with the family. You might not get any of it. This is why I like doing this once a week because I, I'm able to talk through my my struggles, your life struggles. Problems. Understandable. Understandable. So, so is so there yeah, anything you know, else you wanted to talk about that's not food related?
0: Uh, yeah, if you want to go back to sports, I got something I want to talk about. Okay. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays, as we know, renovating the Rogers Center right now. Right. Media this past week. Uh, I don't know where our invite went. Must have got lost in the mail. Uh, media got invited to tour the Rogers Center and see the progress that they've made so far. Obviously, it's a move, right? Yeah. Well, they're not done. They're not done. So you're just it's going... not even really close to no, done. No, it's, it's kind of just torn down. It's at, I would say it's at like the 60% mark. Like they've finally started
3: building some yeah, stuff. Yeah, but like just DC. started building, right? Like the last picture I saw is like they're just starting to do like concrete. So you're basically Uh, just going to see the holes of where the old building used to be.
0: Yes, but I'm getting to my point here is that they have the rough shape of what the new outfield is going to look like now. And it brought up a couple of questions and some that I actually saw online as well. Do you think the Blue Jays kind of changing up their outfield a little bit this offseason has anything to do with these changes that they're doing? Because it's no longer a, it's still going to be, symmetrical in a way but it's no longer a nice even outfield with just a curve um wall it's uh, there's little indents here there's parts where it comes in right like the walls change a little bit it's going to be a little bit of a tougher outfield to navigate than it was before is this a coincidence based
3: on the changes they made or the jay's just really trying to lock it down that's an interesting theory i mean they are going to have the best defensive outfield i think in major league baseball it's gonna be there, for but sure. I, I don't think they moved it back very much. Like it's not like the, the actual dimensions change. It's just the I think if anything, changed. it's coming in a in a hair on like the alleys, if anything. So I did like I think there's just as much room to navigate. It's just those it's just those couple peaks where you could lose some balls. So I mean, I think that the, the more their focus was to say, look, we can't lose outs or we can't lose runs and and give away outs with our outfield. They need to be able to make plays. I'm still kind of concerned about the offense that could come from that outfield, but defensively, they're like I said, you can't find a better defensive outfield, I don't think. I, I, I just don't know. I don't know if you would invest that much money into an outfield just so you could go ahead and switch your team. Fair enough. Okay, next question, the second half of that question. Uh, Some of those
0: seats out there are going to be actually bleacher seats. Phenomenal. Is that like the best thing ever as a pure baseball fan that's the best move they ever made i saw people complaining about that i was like then
3: don't sit there because i I would love to sit there i i will glad i will i do it every time no will i do it with my kids no but if we're just going you and me to go have some pints and sit in the bleachers oh yeah because you know what the bleacher seats are for the bleacher seats aren't there for you who's going to sit the
0: entire game in the bleacher seats you're going to be up at their new walk-up bars you're going to be up in the standing room areas that they are creating and then occasionally you're gonna make your way down to the bleacher row seat that you are quote unquote assigned to. I think it's fantastic. Wrigley
3: Field, the bleachers are are, are the Madman Alley. That's where the drunk guys go to scream. That's what they're for. They're for you're gonna be standing. You're gonna be in a group with other you know people. You're gonna be drinking. You're gonna be yelling. You're gonna have a, a jolly old time. It's not for families. No. But it, it adds a little atmosphere. to a building that atmosphere to a building that was pretty much dead for the past couple of years. Like, it's been, do I like the field? Sure. Does it compare to any other MLB field? No. And we, we, I,
0: I think as Jays fans, we like it because it's home and because it's where we go to watch our favorite But team it's a play. crap field. It's crap. But it's not, like, it's better than Tropicana, but, like, it's not much better than a whole lot of other places around the big leagues. And they are also changing out all the seats right now in the 500 level to make them wider for the big fellas like us.
3: So what, what about the idea of Tampa to be like, let's build a stadium with the roof the same colors, the ball and rings that are just going to be in play. Fantastic. Talk about strategy, hey guys. We could do anything with this. No, no,
0: no. Let's just make it a pain. It's trying to let the sunlight in. I think was the actual idea behind it. This, but that's worse. You I don't know. Players. I just made that up. I don't think that's true. You'd think the sunlight would get through a lighter surface because it's not like I mean it's, it's not it a would. steel roof, is it? No. It's got to be like some like
3: tarp. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, make it black. Make it blue. You can make it black, black would be hot. And it would be dark. That it would, would be, be very dark. That there. would be hot. And it
0: would be, it would be dark in there, and that would be hot. But, I mean, you could make it a gray. Okay, like a light gray. Yeah, sure.
3: Not that like it'd make dust. a difference to you, but it no, could, uh, you can make it a light blue. Potato,
0: you, potato, potato, my friend. We're talking about <laughs> the same things here.
3: Pretty much anything that's not baseball color is what you could make yeah. it. And, and instead, they just made it eggshell. Okay, so if you got the keys to the Tampa Bay franchise for
0: one day, you're basically just painting the roof. That's all you're doing.
3: So we're not going to get to anything I wanted to talk about, I guess, but that's okay. Cause we're going to wrap up the Smitty and Mitty show after this break from, after these words from our sponsors, you're listening to the Smitty and Mitty show on the TSMS radio network.
1: Finances change as life changes, like when you get married or start a new job or welcome a new member to your family. Each one of them comes with their own unique financial challenge, and I'm here to help you make sense of them and keep you on the path to your financial goals. I'm Dave Middleton, your Sun Life advisor. Send me an email to dave.middleton at sunlife.com. I'm here to help navigate life's changes.
4: Goldline is proud to be a sponsor of the Port Elgin Chrysler 2023 Ontario Tankard and Scotties, presented by Bruce Power, coming to Soggy Shores January 23rd to the 29th. When you're ready to curl like a pro, shop Goldline, the choice of champions.
3: You're listening to the Smitty and Mitty Show. Smitty and Middy Show, back at it to wrap up for another week. Tyler Middleton and Noah Smith don't have much time, so we're going to get right at it. Thank our sponsors, Dave Middleton, Sun Life, Financial Life, is Brighter Under the Sun, Gold Line Curling, The Choice of Champions, also the sponsor of the 2023 Ontario Tanker And Scotty's happening in Port Elgin, Ontario, as of Monday. So please head online to check if there's any tickets still available. And if there is, make sure you get your butt down there, because not only are you going to see some amazing curlers, you might even have the chance to run into some amazing sports talk hosts. So make sure you do that for us. Do it for us, because it, it helps us sell ourselves to more sponsors when we say that maybe we brought like two people in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Strategy. If, if you even don't like curling, go for a beer and then just make sure you tell the person at the front, you're here for Smitty and Mitty.
0: And also, if you're sick and tired of us pushing this event, this is the last week. So. Kind of. Kind of. I'll probably push it on next week's show just we are because gonna be, it's going to be currently be going, going on. Finals and we are and then, talking to people that and are And then the in week the after, we'll probably recap it. So if you're hating this, then too bad. My but, and show. then in March, we're going to yeah, be talking about the briar. So. Yeah, my show, my rules. So. I don't care. I don't care. Anyways, let is. Uh, did you thank the sponsors? I did, yes. You did. Perfect. That means I don't have to do it. That's how we got on the whole tanker thing. Right. Smart man over here. Uh, that wraps up our show for another week. Here on the Smitty and Mitty Show on the TSMS Radio Network and the Smitty and Mitty Show podcast. More great sports banter is back on your airwaves next week. You're not going to want to miss it with Noah Smith, Tyler Middleton, and the Smitty and Mitty Show.